You're listening to the Mommy Influencer Podcast, where we dive into motherhood social media marketing and hear from inspiring mommy influencers, brands, and industry experts to bring you the inside knowledge, tools, and strategies to grow your influence in business through purposeful online content creation. I'm your host, Christy Keen, and I'm a Navy veteran and registered nurse turned stay-at-home mom turned full-time motherhood influencer on track to be a six-figure earner this year through social media marketing alone. So come in and cozy up, mamas, and get ready to take your influence to the next level. So I am so excited about today's guest, Chrissy Powers, who I have had the pleasure of getting to know through Instagram, is a licensed marriage and family therapist, a creative career coach, and she also is the host of a podcast, The Sure Babe Podcast, and she manages to juggle it all while raising three beautiful babies. Chrissy, I'm so happy you're here today. Thank you so much for joining me. Awesome. Thank you so much, Christy. And that was an amazing intro. You made me feel so good. (laughs) Oh my gosh, you're sweet. No, it's easy to introduce you. You're such a boss, babe. And I definitely want to talk more about how it is that you do juggle all of those things. But first, why don't you share a little bit more in detail with the listeners about who you are and what you do? Yes. Okay. So I started off in my career a long time ago in my early 20s thinking I wanted to be in like a magazine editor or something like that. And I um, didn't like it. And it just was kind of like sitting at a desk. So I was like, oh, this, I really want to help people. Um, but I didn't think I was smart enough to like go back to school. Like I told myself that for some reason, but then I was like talking to a career coach who really put it in perspective for me. And I gave me the courage to go back to school, got my master's in psychology, became a licensed marriage and family therapist. Along the way, I met my husband and we started having our family and it was such a great job to have while having kids because it was like, um, well, I should say I worked at a private practice. So I was building like clientele on the go, um, you know, here and there and scheduling them when I wanted to see them. So it was really awesome and I loved it. Um, but then there's this huge creative side of me um, in school. My BA was in art and I've always been artistic and creative. And so in my head, when I started having kids, I, I had this idea that I really wanted to like go back to my photography roots and learn how to capture their childhood in a beautiful way. And then I learned about Instagram and blogging and it was literally something I fell into and I loved it. It was like that whole side of me came alive again. And then I was like, wait, I can write about like the motherhood aspect and parenting and all the other mental health issues that go along with like just being alive. And I shared all that on my blog. And then it wasn't until recent that I've started to really open up more on my Instagram about, you know, those kinds of things. And uh, really, it just was organic. I fell into the whole blogging and Instagram world, but I loved it. And it felt like a full circle, like it felt like it completed me in a way of like who I am professionally. And yeah, now, and then I started a podcast on top of that, which I (laughs) love. Um, And I raised three kids. Yeah. With my husband. So that's, and we're building a house this summer. So I yeah, know. I saw you that. Congratulations. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like I, I can't wait to get into how you juggle that all because I am like my head is spinning just thinking about it and you make it look so easy. Yeah, it's so but, funny. It's uh, yeah. It When you say it out loud, it sounds like exhausting, but in real life, it doesn't all happen at once. That's, that's kind of true. Um, and I love that you were able to kind of blend your 
professional background and what it is you went to school for with your Instagram and the content that you create. And mm-hmm. I think that that is something that people have a hard time balancing and you do it so beautifully. Thank you. So, it, you know, it was like a wilderness in the beginning because I was like, I hid the fact that I was a therapist for a while. And then I was like, wait, people are really talking about who they are and like that's part of me. And then I, I felt like people just wanted to see pretty stuff, pretty pictures, pretty outfits. So I hid that. And then I was like, you know, this is like who I am. I really shouldn't hide this. I think people will be interested in this part of me. And so I kind of opened up more about it and realized, oh, that's the part that people are most interested about, you know, yeah. is, oh, yeah. and it's just funny that, you know, what you, it really is just learning from your experiences. And that's how I've learned most things in my life is just by doing them and learning as I go. Exactly. Even, even and motherhood. Always, yeah, exactly. <laughs> motherhood especially (laughs) motherhood especially yes and it is scary it is it really is just like stepping out into your own wilderness and being okay to fail being okay with that amen are you still working as a marriage and family therapist on like yeah in a practice setting interestingly enough I was up until I think I was like six months pregnant with Ruby and I just was exhausted and I was you know, my, my blogging, um, and Instagram income surpassed my therapy income far surpassed it. So I was like, you know, I'm going to make the decision right now to just choose my family and do this, uh, thing that is helping us financially more. I can always go back to therapy in the future. And I will, Mm -hmm. I love it. I, I have dreams of having my own office space someday when I can have, you know, a babysitter and I want to, I'm okay with that. But right now I'm just really, enjoying being at home and not having to like rush off to an office at night which is what I used to do I used to go when Sam came home I would leave and be like peace out and then I would see a few clients and it was really hectic and it just wasn't worth the time and the money it sounds like it sounds bad but it was it's the truth and if you're able to sustain a similar income through doing the social media work and the blogging then why not and I think that's part of the big reason I wanted to start this podcast is because it is possible to have a creative outlet and have a sustainable income for your family. And that's why I kind of want to take away the stigma of being an influencer, especially as a mom, because it opens up the opportunity for you to be with your kids and capture memories and have a little income. Like it's a, it can be a very big win-win. It is such a win-win. And then I started doing coaching over uh, FaceTime and or Skype, um, meaning I combined like the therapeutic aspect um, of my background with like what I've learned about blogging, Instagram and online marketing. Um, And I've helped like a handful of people grow their Instagrams, grow their businesses, rebrand. And it is so fulfilling. I absolutely love that. So I feel like I do see a few clients here and there, but they're all on Skype or FaceTime. Mm-hmm. And they're usually more like, you know, coaching. We're not really talking too much about like, you know, relationship issues and things like that. Although they, that does come up, but we're talking more about like how to build your business and your brand. And yeah. so I, and I mean, balancing a relationship with a business and a brand is exactly. part of it as well. And, and exactly. I know that's a part that I struggle with sometimes. So it's so important that you can share that and help them out there. Yeah. So that's kind of more of the therapeutic work I'm doing lately, but I do have dreams of like going back and really, you know, honing in on like 
who my ideal client is in that world as well. And I love helping moms. So I have like this dream of, you know, having group sessions and things like that. But for right now, I've just, you can't really do it all. That's like the truth. So you have to choose what's best for your family. And right now that's me being at home more with my kids. I 100% agree. And I think there is a time and a season for everything. And I think that the different opportunities that you have through each season just build build you up to to the next level and what your next step is going to be. So it sounds like you're getting all those really beautiful stepping stones right now. Yeah. And so you talked about helping um, other businesses grow their following and influence. So um, why don't you tell the listeners how you got your first 1,000 followers on Instagram, if you can even remember, because I'm trying to think yeah, back I'm myself to as well. Well, back in the day, it was <laughs> not as difficult to get 1,000 followers, I feel like. Um, but I, I think I do remember. Um, so it was back when like having – everybody had a brand rep like you were your kid was a brand rep for this shop or this shop or this shop. like and it was like you could enter them into the competition to like get chosen and then you would get their free t-shirts in the mail and you would take pictures of them and then they would use your photos and like that is really how I started to grow because I had a very cute little two-year-old boy yeah. named Waylon, <laughs> and he was just you know I just took pictures of him all day and I loved it and um, we had so much fun and we, that is how I grew like a network because then I learned like, oh, this mom makes this and that. And I loved supporting them um, in their businesses by taking the photos for them to use. And so that's really how I grew because then they would share my photos um, and then other moms doing the same thing. We would kind of like follow each other and build each other up and support each other. And that's how I grew like an online um, kind of like a, I call it a cohort because it's like, oh, well, grew together. We all are like starting this together. Mm-hmm. And that's how I got my first thousand was just um, doing work like that, like taking photos for other people to share and use on their platforms. Uh, but then it just morphed and changed. And I realized like that was a time of, you know, a window where it was like, okay, that's what my Instagram looked like. But really, you know, I don't want my feed just to be my, my son forever you know and he's gonna mm-hmm. get older and, and he has he's seven now and here you don't see him that much on in my feed because I'm trying to be respectful of his wishes and he doesn't always want to pose for photos so it's just the natural progression of things but that's how I grew in the beginning well I had a way different background in how I got my first 1,000 followers it's probably a little more embarrassing because I was in the <laughs> fitness space so I feel like back then you just threw up an ab shot or a booty shot and you just got uh-huh. a big following in the beginning. So I love that you've been in the mommy space the whole time and just That is awesome. I did not know that about you. I <laughs> yeah. love that. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I just changed my Instagram name today to my name. Just I saw that. Yeah, I just took the plunge and did it, which people are very passionate about. I didn't realize that. But I did have a few people message me that they've been followers since I was fit girl on the go. And I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot like that is amazing. That's, that's my beginning. So a little different than yours. Yours is much cuter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was actually, um, I mean, I can remember when I, you can scroll back and see my first photo. I think it was like my friend is sitting at my table 
in my condo and I took the picture from the couch because I was on bed rest with Waylon and I was just sitting there so bored and she had her newborn and I just could remember like wanting to be there wanting to not be on bed rest anymore and that's how that's what I you know first started Instagram having no clue that it was something that you would actually curate and make pretty and make like make a story out of it and yeah yeah. it's really funny where we all come from (laughs) oh yeah it, it really really is and then so how did you did you have a background in photography or I did, how did you yeah. oh, okay well you um, said you I, just had a bachelor's in arts yes yeah, so I went to school my bat my BA is in art um slash photography but this that was before digital cameras like right on the cusp of digital cameras blowing up and so I learned like back it like how to develop photos in the dark room and all these things and it was like okay now no one uses those kinds of cameras anymore <laughs> so but that's awesome that you know how to do that yeah like, I, mean, I, I couldn't do it right now but I'm like I've done it and I'm like you know it's so it's it's good to know like yeah so you're you know. you're a legit you can you're a legit <laughs> photographer <laughs> well I just felt like I really photography is all in the eye. It really is about like the subject and, and the person holding the camera. Like I'm not the most technical person, technical photographer or anything at all. Like I seriously learn as I go, I YouTube everything or Google it, but um, it mm-hmm. just like your perspective and what you're choosing to take photos of that people care about and, and people want to see things through your lens, so to speak. So yeah. And I love that now, Instagram, people are starting to care more about the story behind the picture too. It's, you know, it's almost less pressure to be the perfect picture and to have the perfect backdrop and more like the realness of what's going on in the picture and the story behind it. And like I said, you do such a beautiful job at that. Oh, thank you so much. That means a lot to me. Yeah. Cause I try to balance the two of like, I, the, the photographer, the designer in me, loves a beautiful curated photo and that's mm-hmm. why I'm like there's still a place for that on Instagram like yes. don't everybody <laughs> post in the real stuff because it's like I love the real stuff but I'm like I also come here to get inspired and see beauty and that's why I think Instagram is such an amazing place because it has room for both and yes. so in my Instagram I try to do that it's a mixture of you know digital DSLR camera photos as well as like this is a snap on my phone and I love this moment because it's a real life moment so yeah you do a really great job balancing both of that thank you it looks really cohesive and pretty I love I'm the same way I love like a pretty cohesive feed some people don't and that's fine like that's why there's a follow or an unfollow button and you can choose you know what it is that inspires you and brings you joy every day but you definitely have a profile that makes me so happy but with um talking about how you like are so good at your storytelling and how you I don't know you have just honed in on the content that you create and what you want to share I do want to share with followers that you actually have a course called find your voice that digs into authentic influence and how to turn your passions into a sustainable profit. And I think that is what every listener that's tuning in today is really, really looking for right now. So why don't you tell us more about the course and who benefits from it or who could benefit from it? Yes. Okay. I am so passionate about this. Um, 
So I kept getting questions uh, from people like, how did you do this? And how did you do that? And then also took on some coaching clients. And I was like, I really want a course that I can like give to people and it be like all this information is in one place to help them. Um, so that, you know, cause I only have so much time. So for one, it was like this fixing a problem of time, meaning I don't have enough time to take on all these clients. Um, and then two, I really wanted to help people under, uh, figure out what it is they're meant to do, um, online or, you know, in life in general, um, and grow a following in their authentic way on Instagram. And it's not just about Instagram. I think that a lot of people got confused in the beginning thinking it was just a, how to grow your Instagram course. Um, it really is like everything I do, I try to combine all the parts of me. So it really has a different approach. It has a mindful approach and that's why we called it find your voice, a mindful approach to making your passions profitable because we first went into your head and your heart with like meditations and guided imagery to really understand what it is, is popping up for you. What, what sorts of things make you unique from all areas of your life and then how it, you know, what is, what is it that's calling you forward? What is it Instagram and growing your following? Um, is it making a shop? Is it, um, growing your photography business or, you know, making headbands and growing that business? Like what? So it really is for everybody. And when I say that, I mean, it's like for everybody that has a business, or just wants to grow an Instagram following. Um, and so that's where it starts. And then it goes into more in depth of like how to work with brands, how to know your worth, how to charge for that, um, how to edit photos on your, like we actually have a tutorial, like it split screens and shows you like how to take the photo with your digital camera and then how to edit it in Lightroom. So we like really covered all the bases. Yeah. And then we have the same thing for on your phone. We show you how to do it on your phone. And so, and then it goes into like making it a business and like owning that and like overcoming your roadblocks that would keep you from thriving and growing in that. So we really wanted to like hold people's hands from the very beginning all the way to the end where they feel confident enough that they can run with their business um, and be profitable with it. So that in a nutshell is what find your voice is. But um, yeah, already the feedback was so good. People are just like growing their businesses, finally figuring out like what is it they need to focus on and how to make it uniquely them. And I love it. Yeah. Yeah. That is amazing. <laughs> and that's like a one-stop shop. I'm like, Hey, do I need to do this podcast? Everyone can just go over to find your boys. <laughs> and you can get all the answers there. <laughs> It is, but this is such a community and like you need things like this. You need podcasts to keep following. And I still like I get daily inspiration from podcasts like this and you know, other ones like Jenna Kutcher's and the oh influencer, gosh, all that stuff. Yes, I'm obsessed yeah. with all so, so I mean that's just kind of like the daily help, but yeah, this is the, the the course really is something I feel like everyone can benefit from because it really is like going into each person's own head and heart and not just saying, do this, do that, then you'll grow. Really, really personal. And that is, you can get advice. You can hear every mommy influencer or blogger or business owner story. And there's still something so different and unique about your own that you need to really dig into and pull your superpower from. And I love that 
that is like the first and foremost thing that exactly. your course is about to start the basis. And that's like a big thing with the Mommy Influencer podcast too, is that it's about purposeful content creation, not just, right. you know, doing it and seeing the dollar signs. You got to feel good about what you're doing. Exactly. And you know what? Like the businesses and the brands that are putting money behind you, they will see that. Like it's mm-hmm. nece- it isn't necessarily about the follower count. It is always about the content. That's what I think. It's, mm-hmm. you know, some pe- some people have hundreds of thousands of followers and you can see that the content might not be as purposeful, like you said, or as connection connecting to your audience or their audience as, as it could be. And so it really is about like, um, being a servant to your following and, and you can tell in the comments, like if that following is dedicated or not. And it really is about the content. I mean, Gary Vee says it all the time. Like when people ask him, how do I beat the algorithm? They all, he always goes back to, that's the wrong question. Mm-hmm. You should be talking about how you can create better content. Yep. And I will love that. Cause then you're in control. You're in control of the content part. Amen. And you have to be able to sleep at night with it. Exactly. I, I know in my past, there's been like some posts. I'm like, oh, why did I do that? Like, oh, was, gosh, it worth, was that worth like the 300 likes that I got there or whatever the case <laughs> may be back in the day? But yes, I 100% agree. So can you share like one big tip from the course that maybe just like a free little piece of advice from the course that people can expect when they decide to check it out? Absolutely. Um, well, we did create like a free version of it. So if you go to my Instagram profile or yeah, I think that's the best way to find it. If you go to at Chrissy J powers in my link, I have a whole free course that just gives away a few of the videos and sections of the course. So people could get a taste of like what it is. Um, of course we want people to experience the whole course because that's where you're going to get, you know, the most out of, it and grow. But, um, what would I say, um, is like a really good free advice that I could give. Um, I feel like sometimes it, maybe I'll just tell you what I've learned. Um, in the beginning I was like all over the place and sometimes I still feel like sometimes I'm like all over the place and I want to, I like so much and I'm like, I want to do fashion. Mm-hmm. I want to do fitness. I want to do child, you know, baby stuff. I want to do travel. And it's like, I think there is a place obviously as a personal blogger for a little bit of everything, but you know, people really want to know what they're going to get from you when they follow you on Instagram. And so it's really important to be, um, concise on like, they will get these. And I like to just say it five things. What five things am I going to post commit to posting about uh, monthly or weekly. Um, and then I try to balance that out in a planally feed or plan. I think that's another one, P-L-A-N-N. Mm-hmm. And so then I know that like, okay, I'm keeping on track with my um, reason for being on here because I like to share about this, this, and this. And people are going to then know what to expect from me. And they like that. People want to know the same kind of stuff every, you know, they want to know, like if it's recipes, they want to know they're going to get that from you. So that's like number one, know what you're posting, um, like what your feed is about and keep it to a, you know, like a smaller amount of like these five things are what I'm about that I will be consistent with sharing in my Instagram. And then the other thing would be make sure people know in your bio, what 
is what are they going to get from you? I just recently worked with a client. We changed her whole Instagram name. It was like Central Coast Stroke Help, but really she wants to encourage people with brain trauma injury and teach them how to get better even after they're done with the hospital. And I was like, this is amazing, but we got to change your name because people aren't going to know that. So she changed it to healing the brain with Jane. Cause she's an OT. Oh, I love and that. Then, Isn't that so cute? She's that doing, so cute. She's doing amazing. And so in her bio though, she had like more information about her. She said she was a mom, she was a blogger, she was an OT. And I said, okay, that's great. But people don't need to know that in your bio right there. They want to know, they're going to look at that and they're going to say, why would I follow her? So she changed it to daily hope and help for the people with, you know, for people affected with brain trauma. And I was like, that's it. That's why people will hit the follow button because they know immediately what they're going to get from you from following you. And so that's what it's about. Like if you are a mommy influencer, what sets you apart from all the other mommy influencers? Do something fun. Say something you know, silly if you want, if you're silly or, you know, if you're more serious and, you know, be serious, but put something in there that will tell people what they're going to get from you, from following you. That is great advice. And I (laughs) didn't even realize that you had a little free version of the course. So I will link that in the show notes and that way people can check that out to get a little taste before they go ahead and dive into find your voice, which I think they obviously will once they I think so too. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I'm like, I, you know, I have the pleasure of, I, I am a, I think I have access to find your voice. You do. I have not had the time to sit down and do it. And now I'm like, nope, I'm making the time every night to like have a little me time and do personal development because I've been searching for something and I'm like, duh, it's right here. That's awesome. It all really just depends on time too. Like Mm -hmm. I know sometimes things are overwhelming. Education, online education can be really overwhelming, but um, you can take it at your own pace. Once you purchase it or have, have it downloaded or whatever, you have access to it. Yeah. It doesn't go away. So you can just do it at your own speed. That's the great thing about e-courses. That's true. And mommies need that (laughs) for sure. Oh yeah. (laughs) For sure. Well, the last part of the interview is kind of like a rapid fire questions um, that I plan to ask everybody who comes on the Mommy Influencer Podcast. But I think that they are very important questions that everybody is going to want to know the answers to. And first and foremost, what do you influence that you are the most proud of? Oh, that's a really great question. Um, I'm most proud that I can encourage women daily in their lives wherever they're at. Uh, whether they're like a single 20 year old woman and they're like sad and lonely. Cause I remember I was there mm-hmm. <laughs> and I have a few Girl, followers. Yeah. I have a few followers that are like that. And I just, I love that I can give them hope and encouragement, even that, even though I'm not there anymore. Um, I love that I can encourage moms. I love that I have like even older women that follow me that um, are like, my kids are in college, but I still love following you and I get something out of it. And I'm like, that's amazing. Like it really is my why is to encourage women and feel less alone in life wherever they're at. So I think I'm most proud that I have been able to help women where they're at in life. I love that. And you know, the biggest takeaway for me from that message is that you've created something that is not all about you, you know? And I think that that is where people get confused with 
purposeful content creation and finding their why. And it's like, you're, you obviously, your story and you are a part of it, but you also have to, when you, when you make it something beyond just yourself, it just, I don't know, it just gives you so much satisfaction and feels so much better. Oh yeah. It's so much more satisfying. And you know, when you do this job, people will, they will judge you. They will not understand it sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been through all of that. I'm totally open to talking about that. If anyone wants to reach out to me, go there because it's hard and people don't understand it. And, uh, but when you know your reason and you get messages from people saying, thank you for that, that Mm -hmm. helped me in my marriage. Thank you for that. Then, you know, you're doing the right thing. And so I'm really proud of that. And I'm like learning to just you just shake off the people in the cheap seats. That's what <laughs> Brene Brown says. <laughs> oh, Brene Brown, the best. Yeah, how to drop a Brene Brown quote in there. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love you so much more right now. Um, <laughs> and you're doing so many things like we talked about. So the next question that's so important is how much time do you dedicate to your social media and content creation? And how do you juggle that with family and quality time and time management? Oh gosh, I wish I was better at that. Um, Same. I I think I would have to look at my phone to tell me now that it tells me your screen time is down this week, and I'm like, yes. Um, I I don't I don't spend as much time on in, on social media as I used to in the beginning when I was trying to you know grow that get to that like thousand followers because. You know, I feel like in the beginning, it kind of is addicting because you're just like so addicted to like the getting that next step. Um, And yes, I can fall into that trap very easily. So um, I try to spend like at least I would say every day I'm probably on social media at least uh, 45 minutes you know, and that's, that's like, that's responding. That's really good. Yeah. I think that's good too. Cause it's like, that's either posting stories, posting to my feed and then responding to comments and DMS. And it takes a lot of time. So, um, it is a job, you know, and, mm-hmm. and it is something I'm like, oh, gosh, I wish I could get to every DM, but I can't. So, Um, I try to dedicate the time I have, like when my kids are asleep or when they go down at night. Um, But still, sometimes you have to turn it off so that you can just relax and fill yourself up, whether it's like Uh, watching a TV show or talking to your husband. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, so I'm not as good with time management as I would like to be, but I think that will come as my kids got older and I have more set work hours and I know like, okay, I'm in an office at this time. Um, so yeah, it changes each week really. That's true. So it sounds like nap times after the kids go to bed, as long as you are feeling like your cup is full, which is the main priority yeah. after a long day of raising kids <laughs> yeah. and babies. And that's how you do it. And I think that's yeah, really I should how also- a lot of us mamas have to kind of handle oh, it right yeah. now when we're in the thick of it with the baby years. Yeah. And I should mention, I will batch work like Mm, a mom, like a boss mom. You batch work like a boss mom. I will hire a babysitter every couple weeks. And like I have one on Friday and I'm like so excited. I'm putting down everything that I can do on that day and I get as much done as I can. And then it's kind of set up for the future. So like podcasts and things like that will get edited on that day or I'll record them. 
um, especially when my mom and dad come to town, I'll batch work. Yeah. But um, yeah, I try to batch work when I can. Um, and that's another really good way for, I think, moms to like feel like, okay, I don't have to keep doing it every single day. Like I don't have to take a photo every single day. Yeah. Batching is like you have to do batching if you don't want to lose your mind in social media and blogging or pod now podcasting. I'm finding that out too. You know, it it makes it it just takes so much pressure off. So that is like the best time management advice. I'm glad you touched on that. Yeah. And is there a mistake that you've made in this space along the way that you wish that you could change? Hmm. That is a good question. Um, there's plenty of mistakes that I've made. Um, I think saying yes to too much, that's always been Mm -hmm. something that I have to have boundaries around. And I realized it came down to like loving myself like enough to say no to people. Um, even if it's like saying no to a job because it's like, no, it, it'll come around. You will have another opportunity. It doesn't, you don't always have to say yes. Um, and yeah, so saying yes to too many things in the beginning or saying yes to, um, even free stuff when I don't mm-hmm. need it. And I'm like, that sounds awful, but it really, no, it doesn't. I a hundred percent understand that. I would, I would probably say the same thing. I think you picked the perfect answer and I am sure there's a lot of mommy influencers right now in the thick of that that are like, yep, yes. I'm there. I'm trying to figure out how to get rid of, you know, try to oh, balance yeah. like it, it all. It, I remember sending my friend Lauren a message and being like, I'm quitting Instagram. Like I can't like, yeah. you wouldn't think getting free stuff would be overwhelming, but there's a lot to it this um, space I- that people don't understand for sure. <laughs> Oh my gosh, there. Yeah, in the very beginning, I was just, I think my first free thing was like a tank top. And I was like, over the moon that mm-hmm. someone would give me that. And, and, you know, in the beginning of our marriage and having our first child, we didn't have extra money at all. So it was, it was such a blessing. And it always has been. But then it was something that I learned along the way that I can't just say yes to everything, because then you're not authentic. And mm-hmm. then then you are overwhelmed with stuff that you don't need. And then it becomes a job getting, learning how to get rid of it and things like, you know, mm-hmm. so it really, you just yeah. have to protect your space. You have to protect your brand um, and, and your time. So I try to like leave space, like maybe once a month for taking one, one free thing from, like I have brands that I work with that I love that I will always take their free stuff, like because we've had that relationship for so long. Sure. Um, and I've, I'm just kind of like, I feel like they are like, I'm like their ambassador sort of thing. So there are brands like that that I will just, I'm like, yeah, no problem. I'm, I'm, we'll do that. Um, or if I want to grow um, with them, like recently, I think I just signed on to do something with Everlane. And I don't think they had a budget, but I was like, I really like their brand and their mission and their clothes. So yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm going to do this if it, and then the next time they ask me for something free, I will then say, I can't do it for free because I know they should have a budget. So that's another thing when you can take free stuff, knowing that like, I want to grow, I want to build a relationship with them. Um, but then there's this like, you know, there's smaller like moms, mom shops that make like headbands and things like that. And it's like, 
I, Ruby doesn't need another headband, but every once in a while, just kind of get that intuition or that feeling like, you know what, you can take a picture for them and, and you can help them out and grow them because they are, you, you know, they start, they're starting like you a few years ago. And you, and I love that. I want to help moms so much. I can't do it for everybody, but every once in a while I'll be like, you know what? Yeah. Send that to me. So it's, it really is if I, I have the time, it really does come down to that. I love so. that. Yeah. And, and that's true. And I like that when you, I like how you touched on when you do free stuff to build a relationship, it's nice because you're proving, you know, what kind of content you can create and that you support them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, eventually you have to take the relationship and the conversation totally. a little bit further. Yeah. It's, and I love and I, that it's about protecting your time and protecting your yeah. brand because it's true. Like we don't, you kind of have to mama bear it up with that stuff too, or else it just gets out of hand. So I think you hit on that beautifully. Yeah. And then I should also note that everything should come back to like, is it, how's this going to benefit my audience? Yeah. Will they want to see this? And so if it's something totally selfish, like, I want like this robotic um, vacuum cleaner (laughs) and I'm like, you know, maybe they don't need to see that. Like, but I will take, you know, something cute because I take pictures of my daughter all the time and people are going to want to help, you know, know where another cute shop is. Like, so I do think about that. Like, what am I showing to my audience? What is one more thing do they need to see? Like, so you always have to think about that protecting yourself, your time, and your audience. Very smart. I love that. That was great. I love that. Okay, good. (laughs) And then what is your biggest advice for someone who's starting from zero? Just do it for the love. Do it Mm -hmm. for the love and your uh, why. Like know why you're doing it. Are you just doing this to fulfill a need to feel popular or to feel like you matter? Because you do. You already matter. You don't need to grow an Instagram following to feel important or to, to matter. Um, if you're doing it because you absolutely love it, you love the community, um, you know, and those reasons, yeah, that's that. Figure out why you're doing it and, and do it for the love. That's what I would say. That's beautiful. I love that. It's so okay, true. <laughs> so true. And... Um, the last little bit to get into is just equipment because I know people are always looking at people's feeds and wanting to know what they use. So what camera do you shoot on? I use a Nikon D750 and I usually shoot with a 20 to 70 millimeter lens. And yeah, I like, I like Canon a lot. I kind of wish I could switch to a Canon, but I always have had Nikon. Like I just, my first camera was gifted to me and it was a Nikon. And then I like bought my first lens as was a 50 millimeter fixed lens, which will change your camera. Yes. That is like the number one first lens. If you can't number one, yeah, it doesn't matter your camera body. If you guys can get a nifty 50 on there. Yeah. I remember someone telling me that will change your images. And I was like, yep, it took them to the next level. And so that was like the cheapest one I could buy too. I went to Best Buy, I bought it. And so I always kind of had Nikon lenses. And so I just upgraded to the D750 a few years ago. And yeah, it works. I like it. Very nice. Well, I will link that camera and that lens. And I'll definitely link maybe a more starter version of the camera and a 50 millimeter lens like you were talking about because that is probably I'm so glad you yeah. mentioned that because that's 
the number one thing you can do is get that first 50 millimeter lens and figure figure that out and it will change the way you think of your pictures and photography. Oh yeah, it makes it so much more fun mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I just have like an iPhone 10 that I take photos. Which on. is great. Yeah. <laughs> They're amazing. Yeah. That is like Sometimes on portrait mode, I'm like, whoa, that looks like I took it with my digital camera. Crazy. I'm, I'm like, like, iPhones are going to be putting all of us photographers out of business. Like, <laughs> real yeah. quick, they're amazing. <laughs> and then do you do you use any editing apps or presets for your photos? Yes. I, I edit in Lightroom. I used to edit in Visco, but now I just love the abilities that Lightroom gives you. Um, and I have edit, I've used... Um, what's her name? J- JC Marie presets. Oh, I love um, hers. Yeah. Yeah. And then I recently um, found Chelsea Jean presets and they are a little bit more crisp and clean. And I, she's from Hawaii. So I loved all the tones that she would bring out of her photos. And I thought they were kind of beachy too. So I have been using Chelsea Jean presets lately. Oh, I'm going to look those up. I'm a preset junkie too. I just... I, I love know. them. I, love them. I would love to create my own someday. You but should. You know. If anybody <laughs> if anybody could do it, it's you. Absolutely. I know. Could. It's just one more thing that I'm like, do I really need that? Okay. Well, yeah. I'm going to say, yeah, I feel like okay, <laughs> I want you're them. Encouraging me. <laughs> I want them. And then I know you mentioned um, Planoly and the Plan, P-L-A-N-N app. Are there any other apps that you use that make your life easier for time yeah. management or planning your feed and just – Living in this um, Planoly helps me plan my feed, and I everybody always asks me, "What's that vintage? Uh, how do you get your photos to look vintage? Your your stories, it's stories, um, and it's called Eight Millimeter. So it's really just an app that's eight mm. Oh and yeah, I was curious about that too. So fun because it's like you can record videos for your stories, and it looks like from the seventies or the sixties. And check that out. Like what everybody asks me. So yeah, I use that. Um, also, I use InShot for like editing videos for IGTV because that's pretty easy to do on your phone. And I think that's pretty much it. That's all I use. Sometimes I use Snapseed to brighten the photo. Um, but that's those are my number one apps to go to for photo editing. That is awesome. I'm going to check out all of those right now. And if you like vintage uh, video stuff, did you ever use a color story for editing? Yes, I actually have it on my phone. And I've used it for if I like want to add like a pink fog yeah, um, there's so many things, things like you that. can do with that. I only use like the, there's like a folder called Flashes of Delight, which has really cute presets, and then there's one that makes your photos a little more pink. So I use that. But they just mm-hmm. launched an app. I think it's called Film F I L M M. Yeah, and they have really cool vintage like camera video settings, and I'm I've been into that lately. So you should check that out. That's amazing. I did see that and I've saved it because I was like, I need to come back to this. So yeah. yeah. And it it puts all, you know, you can just do the effects or you could do the filters. It's really cool. It's probably the best, one of the better, I mean, I'm just plugging them for no reason right now, but it's (laughs) one of the better video apps that I have, have used in a little while. So you should check. Yeah. And then finally, where can listeners find you? You can find me on Instagram. That's where I'm at usually during the day. 
um, at Chrissy J Powers, and you can also find me on my blog, ChrissyPowers.com. There's like a contact me page through that, so that will send right to my inbox. Um, you can listen to me on my podcast, Sure Babe, and that's on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, and Podbean. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much where you can find me. <laughs> um, and I will also link in the show notes that Chrissy was awesome enough to share a coupon code for her Find Your Voice course that will give you 15% off. So when you do her free course and you ultimately decide you want to do the full course, then you can head over to that link and get 15% off. Yep. I'm excited for you guys to try it. <laughs> Yay. Well, Chrissy, thank you so much for coming on. Um, if anybody doesn't know, Chrissy is my very first ever interview on the Mommy Influencer Podcast. And I just thank Yay. you for making making it so comfortable and fun. And I just wish – you're in San Diego, right? I am. You did so good too. You um, should feel good about it. <laughs> I wish I was in San Diego and could give you a big hug and, oh, and do this so in person. But I appreciate you so, so much. Well, thank you so much for having me, Christy. You did awesome, and I am excited for your podcast. Thank you. This is a totally untapped area that you like. people need to know about. Moms need to know about. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation with Christy as much as I did. And I think one of my favorite parts is that she was able to blend her career and her passions with her social media marketing in order to really help people and hone in on finding her voice. So I would love to hear stories of how other moms have used their careers and blended that with social media marketing in order to find their own voice. So if you head on over to the Mommy Influencer Podcast Insiders group on Facebook, that is the conversation I would love to dive into today. And I appreciate you so, so much tuning into this podcast. It has been just such a passion of mine and so exciting for me to share. And if you liked it, please, please subscribe and leave a review. It would just mean the world to me. It would help out this endeavor so much. And I know me and my entire family would appreciate it. Thank you so, so much.